Um, all right, but thank you all so much for coming to this big announcement. Um, I'm very lucky to have um, my, uh, as our cast members here today, uh, Andrew Quinney, who plays uh, Dan in the movie critics, and uh, Mindy Pierce, who plays Kathy Kearns in uh, the movie critics. And I am Matthew Garland. I am the creator, writer, and uh, uh, executive producer of movie critics. Now, I assume y'all who are in the audience or who are listening to this uh, when it later goes on, at least has listened to a couple episodes of the movie critics or know about the movie critics. Uh, I will say in the audience right now is a season one uh, actress, Amelia Smith, who uh, was amazing as Jen in, in the movie critic. And, and um, spoiler alert, she is in season two. So don't think, you know, I say former member, but um so it's very exciting. So uh, uh, so I've already kind of given it away what we're here to talk about. But uh, the first but first things first, then I would love to make the big announcement right off the bat and then we can start chatting and start asking questions. But big announcement. Everyone can see the screen. Season two is going to officially premiere September 15th. Why, why that date? Well, why not? <laughs> Um, actually, it's uh, the uh, Guatemala's uh, Independence Day, so I thought, why not go with my old heritage and and do it as of that? So yes, season two of the movie critics. Now, um, season one is available to binge for anyone who wants to uh, binge, but it's it's very exciting uh, for the most part. Um, the entire cast has come back and we have some new additions as well. Um, unfortunately, Amanda Hurley, who was our director on season one, uh, scheduling problems permitted, uh, permitted her, uh, uh, prohibited her rather from uh, continuing in that capacity. And But she wished us all the luck and she will be listening to season two and she is still an executive producer. But we have a new director, Laurie Frank, um, who has been uh, absolutely amazing and wonderful to work with and gave a lot of um, um, uh, feedback with the script and everything and has been working very closely with all of us. So it's been very, very exciting. But returning is Andrew Quinney, as, uh, as we said before, Patrick McCormick, Rachel Barrows, again, as, Di as uh, Diane, Anne-Marie King, uh, Emma Kennedy, Chris Rose, Keegan Hannon, our buddy from Keegan Hannon, uh, we said Mindy Pierce, John Workman, and also uh, special uh, guest stars, recurring guest stars, are they're now being considered, Annetta Ralph, Damian the Count, James uh, Carfella, uh, Lauren Dumont, and uh, Victoria Isotti. Um And then, and I'd love to say who we have new. So this season, we have some new people joining us. Uh, Kathy Bedard, Richie De Jesus, my two two great great friends, uh, Rachel Curran, uh, Philip uh, Currycur, uh Jr. or uh, fourth rather, uh, Melissa uh, Reda, Jackie Fryman, Amanda O'Donnell, uh, Adam Frost, uh, Ven Venrick, uh, Diana Kennedy, Jen Barrows, uh, um, Rachel's wife, and uh, Raina Frank, uh, Laurie's daughter. So we have a stack cast. We have a full cast. It's it's absolutely wonderful and absolutely amazing, um, and it's very very exciting. Um, as a quick synopsis and. Um, I'm going to do a quick synopsis. I'm going to then uh, turn it over to Mindy and, and Quinny to see if they want to say anything about season two. And then we will open it up for questions from the audience. If you all want to ask questions to, to Quinny, to Mindy and to myself. Um, but as a quick synopsis, season one found our, our, our group of heroes um, fighting against Malcolm and officially going on the online platform uh, on YouTube. Season two picks up exactly where we left off, except we find our heroes in lawyers' office, offices. And the entire season is a flashback on what happened within the six months after they went live, which includes uh, uh, Oscar episodes, which includes some 
um, sad stuff happening to actually both to Dan and uh, both Quinny's character and Mindy's character, and some not so great things that happened to my character, Jim Henry. So a lot of drama happens, but still a lot of funny things happen. There's still the Aaron Sorkin kind of uh, way of things. And so everything is kind of as it was in season one, except amped up to a better degree and the stakes are a little bit higher, which of course is how season two should always continue. Um, Quinny, would you like to say anything about playing Dan in season two versus season one? Of course. Um, in season one, we see Dan together and, you know, and, you know, in control of his life. He's got a great show with a partner. He, you know, he gets along with, or he seems to get along with on camera, but as season one gets, goes along, as we, as you've listened, you know, his life begins to unravel and his wife leaves him, which he is not uh, adjusting to in season two. So he has to turn to, um, you know, away and, 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 and do stuff, you know, to make him feel better. And it's not, it's not something that you should do, but he thinks it's okay to do. And, and he just falls off the rails. He loses control. He's lost. He's losing control of his life. And hopefully as you all listen, maybe he can get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. When in season one, Quinn, you were playing kind of, uh, kind of an obnoxious kind of character in season two, he's kicked like, I guess the phrase kick squarely in the balls by life. I think that's fair to say that, that Dan is very much kicked in the balls of life at this point in the, in season two. Is that, is that fair to say Quinn? That is absolutely, absolutely 100% fair to say. Um, it's just, he's at the end of his rope and hopefully he can hang on long enough not to fall down or fall, you know, off and you know climb back up and hopefully he can get to the end of that light at the end of the tunnel and and you know get be happier get happy (laughs) and that's perfect yeah now mindy with kathy kearns obviously being malcolm's best friend in season one we saw that they have a very tight bond and that you know kathy is almost predicting destruction for Malcolm. In season two, we see that the dynamic is somewhat changed a little bit. Talk to talk to me about playing Kathy in season two versus season season one. Well, Kathy's well, so the fun thing about Kathy is she kind of she's got this blind loyalty to to Malcolm. Um, but knowing him for so long, kind of before this in a, in a professional setting, mm-hmm. you know, in season one, she was, she was very much trying to be sort of a voice of reason, sort of trying to hash out like, what is exactly you're trying to do here. Like you're blowing up your life right now. Like what's happening. Um, and some things sort of get flushed out with some deceit and things that happen. So by the time season two rolls around, especially going back to sort of the flashback moments of, of what's happening um, for those six months, um, it, it's almost like she's she's becoming more self-aware of her power, I guess, so to speak, over, yeah. over Malcolm, um, which has been very interesting because it is a very cool kind of character arc to start off as like, what are we doing? Okay, yes, we'll do it. Okay, to start questioning and to kind of start pushing back on things. So it's, I, I'm, I'm excited to see, or you know, really kind of play out the end of this and see where it goes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's. I, I like the evolution of Kathy. She, she's kind of a, a quiet dark horse in this whole debacle. It's, it's really interesting because she's kind of, I equate her to like Mark Cohen, if anyone's seen Rent, a very Mark Cohen kind of character where she's witnessing everything and you don't realize the kind of power you have when you're like, I've seen a lot of things happen and I'm going to. Well, and now I have some information and backstory. Right. Exactly. how, How bad do you want me to burn you right now? 
<laughs> exactly, that's correct. But yeah, it's and so it's interesting. And as I said before, uh, everyone's been so wonderful to come back. And um, so right now we just finished. Uh, well, we're in the middle of uh, recording episode eight. We have four more left to go, so we're in the home stretch. And so it's it's very very exciting. It's um, obviously with recording. Uh, the first time we did it, everyone was pretty pretty much quarantined, so it was easier to kind of get people together. But with uh, uh, life hopefully returning to normal, things have uh, been tricky with, yeah, tricky with, um, uh, uh, um, with uh, scheduling, but everything seems to be um, going proper. So um, for those who, the three of you who are in the audience, uh, Amelia, you're included. I know you're uh, uh, technically a, a cast member as well, but I'd love if y'all have any questions for us, if you want us to elaborate on anything happening up, uh, this is your chance to, 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 um, to voice, to voice it. Yeah. Yeah. Not all at once. <laughs> Just looking forward to it. Well, thanks, Mark. Yeah, Mark, Mark Logan, my buddy. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Good, good. Hope you don't hear too much background sound. <laughs> well, I appreciate you muting yourself when you're not talking, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what... Uh, I mean, season two is very, it's a very interesting, uh, um, so to be honest, if you listen to season one, it was kind of, I didn't think we'd get a season two. I didn't think there'd be enough people to be like, yeah, I'll do it again or whatever. So season one was almost kind of, it ended in such a way that I guess it wasn't meant to be like a cliffhanger because it's supposed to be like they've overcome and they're making this decision right here. So when it came to season two, it was like, okay, now let's follow that along and see what happens, I guess. So, um, so yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. Um, yeah. Well, it's neat that you left it that, I mean, you, you kind of did that. I, it sounds like almost with the intention that hopefully it would happen. Um, Cause now there's all this cool stuff to go back like an onion peel and just peel back and just kind of get more stuff, you know? Well, and that's the other thing too. Like uh, some of the storylines I've realized hadn't been fleshed out in such a way that I'm kind of like, Oh, we have more to, to play with because like um, we don't know besides um um, Dan's wife. We don't know much about Dan's life and what he's done, or the same thing with Kathy, or or anything like that. And I mean, the 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 other sad. Well, the I guess it's it's not a um, spoiler or anything, but um, you know, people's schedules and people's times I know are, are difficult. So I knew um, the character that Amelia played in season one, Jen, would not. Be around too much so it actually ended up being really interesting because then you've heard um uh you've heard like um um oh what i'm trying to say you've seen like the evolution of season one where jim and jen have been like they've been tr they've been doing like a little dance around and they've been trying to get there and, and get there and they're finally there and the audience can like relax and be like okay they these they're there but now you know, in season two, we're going to, we're going to blow that up and see what happens to Jim on one side. And that's kind of been interesting to play on my end. Cause uh, I don't know, um, Mindy, I don't know if you were there on the first recording, but when we did the first episode, I did my lines as Jim and Laurie says to me, you don't sound like Jim. You just sound like Matt. And I realized I was like, Oh, that's right. Jim, <laughs> I have to go back into it. So it was kind of a weird uh, uh, atmosphere. Um, thank you so much. So we have a question. So what was, what is the inspiration for the story? Um, the inspiration, well, Quinny kind of knows this too, um, but it came after I watched a documentary about Roger Ebert's life, which is called Life Itself, which is also a really, really good um, book. Um, but they did a documentary of it. And 
I had this idea of like, because in the documentary, this wasn't an original idea. In the documentary, someone said that the uh, Cisco and Ebert show was almost like a sitcom of two movie critics living in a theater. It was, that's what they equated it to. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So I started, I wrote on the top, the uh, uh, the movie critics, and I was going to do, a, uh, um, not a biopic, but like a dramatization of Siskel and Ebert, but it just never occurred. And then I started thinking, well, what if I did like an Aaron sorkin esh pilot? And so I wrote this pilot of, um, of these movie critics and the big, tobacco is whether or not one of them will quit because there had to be like an event kind of thing and that was the first episode of the movie critic so that's um page six is easy and um it kind of just came from there and then people immediately started being like oh we want to see more of this and um that was when amanda jumped on in season one and she was like this sounds really interesting i want to explore this and um funny enough i think Malcolm, Keegan and, and Mindy both expressed interest in being a part of whatever I was doing. And I'd realized I never really uh, fleshed out a, a rival. So that's, so then I ended up writing those two characters for Mindy and for Keegan Hannon. Um, whereas for Dan, he was kind of put fully fleshed. Quinn, I think you read the script and you admit it was one of those things, I think, Quinn, that you immediately said when you read the pilot, you were like, I, I want to do this. Can we do this? Yeah. yeah. So that was really um, um, exciting. Yeah. Right. Not knowing like like where Dan like would go, but I just I read that like what what he like what kind of character he was. I'm like, yep, I want to, I want to explore, I want to do this. Yeah. Well, then that's a good question on uh, for Mindy. So Mindy, I think I kind of because you would so we had just worked on curtain call and then I was like oh I'm gonna do this movie critic kind of thing and I think I sent you like the second script because you you uh you and Keegan don't come in until episode two um so what was that like when you first because I've never actually asked you about this because last time it was just it was Quinn myself and I think Anne Marie so I never asked you about this what was it like when you first got that for that that script and I was like will you play this character uh, well, and pretty much like anything you you send me, um, I was like, sure, yeah, let, let's let's do this. Um, I I will say this as far as the dynamic between, you know, well Malcolm and Kathy. Um, so it's fun because at the end of rehearsals, or at least in the beginning of season two, uh, Keegan apologizes profusely, pretty much after every recording. Yeah. Awful, he treats Kathy. But, um, I. Again, this is a this is a real fun. It, it reminds me a lot of newsroom, like a lot, like very quick. It's a lot happening. It's it's a big ensemble. It's it's, it's just so many backstories, so many little quirky relationship things that are going on. Um, and Kathy, she's not she doesn't have a huge role, um, you know, in the first season or even the first few episodes. But like I said, that when she shows up and she's in the scene, like that things are happening. Like yeah. she is kind of just the one on the like a fly on the wall, kind of absorbing all of it. Um, I I got I was thrilled with. It. I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, that's why I asked to do it. Like, well, and and I will say in season one, Kathy has most of some of my favorite lines, especially near the end, like um, spoiler alert for season one, if you haven't listened to it already or otherwise, why are you here? Um, I, uh, she has the best one of the best lines of like uh, or maybe it goes into the season two but she says you know let the chips fall where they may and then later she says you know remember when I said let the chips fall where they may chips are falling right now <laughs> you know yeah exactly yep so they're falling yeah they're, they're falling and they're and yeah um, but you know good question that that yeah so that was basically the inspiration in terms of each character it just who they happen to be and then it slowly got fleshed out um it was it was quite interesting so going back to season one for a second and i don't know if um amelia wants to even talk about this there was an episode in the middle of the season where we fleshed out uh emma's character and amelia's character um uh, nancy and jen at the same time with stories of being i mean 
yes, it's a comedy. Yes, there's funny stuff happening, but there's dramatic stuff in there as well, where we dealt with a, a episode about um, domestic violence and abuse in a relationship and not just a relationship like love relationship, but also a relationship between uh, a daughter and a father. And it, I think that that one, and Amelia probably knows this as well, that one I worked on incredibly, incredibly hard because I wanted to get it um, um, right. And um, so within these episodes, there's serious things that I like to, you know, obviously there's some jokes, there's some silliness happening. Um, in season two, do I have Patrick McCormick, Andrew Quinney, and Chris Rose singing Money, Money, Money? Absolutely. But do I also have like... Um, Rachel coming to terms with, um, or uh, Diane coming to terms with Tim and him cheating on her and then actually seeing the other woman. I don't know. You'll have to find out. Um, but these things do get addressed in season in season two. And, uh, and then also you're seeing it from the outside point of view because you're seeing it also from these lawyers who are like, who are legit commenting and being smug about the commentating of what all these people just went through, not just in this, within this season, the six months that this takes place, but also the season prior to this of all the stuff that was leading up to it, you know, Tim's drug problems and, you know, uh, uh, Dan's marital problems. And then the, the fights between Dan and Max, I mean, nothing is off limits and, uh, uh, not saying that there's room for a season three, but if there is a season three, this will go even further um, in terms of the uh, uh, what's going to happen to these characters. Have I fleshed it out? No. Is there an outline? Possibly. That's that's a question for another time. Um, this is about season two. But yeah. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about, but that's, yeah, the, the, the I think that I answered a question if there was a question so you actually asked me a question i answered and then retorted so okay. you're good <laughs> okay you're so good. there was a question answered we okay. got it we got okay, there. Cool. Yeah. mindy mindy's my uh if anyone's listened to the new episode that was just released for my regular podcast mindy is now my uh the uh the substitute anchor when matthew is lost in his mind sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like ross from uh fraser oh my god bringing you back is that what, was that her oh, name ross no Roz. 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 You're, yeah. you're, th you're thinking of ross from uh friends no 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 but i meant Roz. From, oh, okay 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 from fraser pivot 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 anyway um come on any other questions for our cast and for people's i'd love to hear more questions you know you know character inspiration or what's going to happen in season two I can tell you certain things. I can't, I'm not going to tell you everything because you'll have to listen to season two. Um, yeah, Never. I'm trying to, go ahead. No, gonna be no what were you going to say? No, go ahead. No, there's no, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Stupid people. No. It was more of a statement. Um, I have a really good quiche recipe. So if this ends up <laughs> silent. Discuss that. cooking this, this will just turn into a filibuster, and you're just gonna keep keep it going by reading your quiche recipe. <laughs> One TBS. What? <laughs> that'd be interesting. That'd be that'd be that'd be an interesting hour of um of uh, of podcasting, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, well, I'll ask a question. So if y'all, um, so I think y'all have been able to work at least or watch other people, some of the new people come in. So like, what has that been like for you guys, not only to play your characters, but now to have new characters come in and either question what you're doing or threaten your position because Mindy you've been you've worked not just with Keegan but also now Melissa Rada um for a good for a good bit and Quinny I mean you're in the lawyer's office with Richie with Richie and Kathy and then you're also with Rachel and you know uh talk to me about working with the new people Mindy um, uh, is oh, no, your name ahead. Mindy <laughs> uh, no, my name 
hands up, Mindy. You can answer if you'd like. I'll pick you up. No, no, I don't have an answer, Mindy. You go ahead. Okay. Uh, you first. I, I, I mean, I think it's great. Again, this is this is just more hashing out of getting to the nitty gritty of who these people are. So it's really fun to see like Kathy interacting with these people. Cause it's like, it's like catching a wild animal, you know, in, in the wild. And then you're like, what? Um, she, I, 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 I mean like, like Lauren is somebody that I've worked with before and we're not a ton of scenes together, but it's really, I love her as this sort of lawyer, you know, person. Um, trying to get down to the bottom of things so that's been fun um but yeah I, I i think that the new characters are kind of bringing in this opportunity to really flesh out what what's going on what's really making these people tick so i've had a blast with it and it's been great yeah quinn the same i've had a blast i love working with uh richie and kathy and it's cool that um yeah and i like um they're trying to find out everything about Dan and Dan's just like keeping it all in. You know, it's going to happen. He'll spill it or he'll go nuts and you'll, as everyone listens, it will happen. And um, it just, you never know when it's going to happen, but that's the thrill of listening. And I, I think I will also say that I decided to, make season two a hundred times harder for myself because we're doing flashbacks no podcast does flashbacks they you go in a linear focus but i decided we were going to do flashbacks and make it interesting in the sense of that you don't know what's happened you don't know what we're leading up to and you won't find out until season 11 and then there are even more question uh, season 11 episode 11 and you won't find out the re- resolution to some of them until season until episode 12 and i will say also that there will not be cliffhangers just in case there is no season three. Um, but every, so everything, not every, I shouldn't say everything wraps up, but most of the big questions do get answered and it leaves it open enough for what will happen if there is a season um, three. Like I so I will say that season three has slowly been kind of fleshed out of where we're going to go. And it's obviously going to depend upon what actors within the show want to continue on. I mean, that that was the big thing from season one to season two. If everyone agreed to continue going and everyone was like, yeah, we'll totally go. And then new people said, well, I want to do it. I want to be part of it. And so it then became something bigger than I intended. And, uh, and uh, actors who were in here, like, you know, <laughs> um, if you're interested in being part of season three, then, you know, we can talk and I'd be more than willing to write you characters for season three and keep it, keep this thing going. And, you know, um, I will also say the, the other sad thing is that um, Jenna Nello, who was in season one, unfortunately didn't carry over to season two, just because of, again, scheduling and not being able to do things. And, um, oh, I can say this now, we were going to have a radio personality from, uh, North Shore be in the show. Um, uh, if anyone's listened to 104.9 WROR, um, until maybe two or three years ago, it was being um, anchored by Dana Hershey and Kevin Muggs McGonigal. And Muggs actually and I became friends uh, from me calling the radio like a bunch of times. And he was he's been a really nice guy. And he was going to jump on, but it turned out there was so much happening that he unfortunately couldn't. So um, so Matthew had to play. So I'm actually playing two characters this season, which is not something I wanted to do, but it was just too much to try to figure things out. But um, you'll just have to listen to see which other characters I'm playing. <laughs> so um, questions, please. I feel like I'm talking a lot. I mean, I'm supposed to because it's my show, but um, uh, to do, do, do. Uh, Mindy, besides obviously the lines and, the, and everything, is there any kind of inspiration for your character like you have taken as an actress? Let's see. This one's a toughie because 
the, the thing that this is why I love listening to podcasts is that you can kind of play it like a movie in your head. Mm. So I don't know. For some reason, when I when I close my eyes and I think of Kathy, I think of um, oh, what is her name from? Hold on, I'm going to have to look this up. Roz. Hold oh. please. <laughs> yeah. Well, Roz, but yeah. Hold on. Well, I only say that because you. From which? Um, hmm. The show or a movie? Is it the show? I'm thinking of a of a. We're playing. We're playing. Uh, name that character. Yeah. <laughs> Name, name the yeah yeah hold on oh what is her name i'm trying to remember the, uh something well, she's in so i can look it up well give me a uh like julie haggerty uh no i got like like a candace berg like a candace bergen from like the 70s like the 80s like yeah. just a real tough sort of been in the business knows knows what's going on but like I said, that blind loyalty. Sometimes she just doesn't see, you know, what what's really happening. Um, sure. Yeah. And you know, it takes a little bit, but once she's on board, she's on board. So, yeah, I, just a, a, I don't know. She for some reason, I just I, I get this like seventy independent woman vibe from Kathy, which is great. I mean, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because um, Kathy was written as a uh, uh, Sally Field from like. Uh, Smoky and the Bandit. <laughs> okay. That's how she was, so, how she was written. So yeah, was written. super close. Yeah. Kind of, sure. <laughs> um, Quinn, same question to you. When you get into Dan, because you have to go into a really, really dark place this season, how do you, what, what, where do you get your inspiration for your character? Definitely looking at, um, I love the movie Network. It's one of my favorites. And my favorite character is Howard Beale. And basically at the beginning of the movie, we find out he was been fired from a news broadcast and he just literally falls off the rails. Like he, he literally comes delusional. He thinks he's a prophet, but he's, you know, he's, he's screaming and he's, 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 he's falling off the rails and going crazy. And I just, I, I drew, I, I drew it from that basically. But also, you know, I, I know um, somebody that, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's very personal to me, but he has gone through using substances to make him feel better. And yeah, no, it's, it's, I've seen the, what, how, what it causes, how it causes, how the person to be. And it just, it's not a way to go. It's not a way to be. So um yeah uh but howard beale is my inspiration that's that's very that's very interesting because if you were to ask me if your character was inspired by anyone from the network i would think the william holden character oh right sure because he's he's very depressed during most of the movie like he just wants to get out of there that's true um, which is very interesting but yeah i can i can see that um Definitely. And yeah, unfortunately your character goes through the most of that. And I've made, I've made it no secret that I obviously suffered from those as well. I've, you know, uh, this year I'll be 10 years sober. So, um, but so that I, and funny enough in the first couple of drafts, um, so the character of uh, that um, Chris Rose plays Tim kind of becomes a little bit of an ally to everyone who's going downhill because he's already been there, which is keeping in line with what happens when you do get sober is that you do then sponsor other people and help them get, get out of the hole or rather dig, dig the hole, dig out of the hole kind of thing. So that, that was, a, that was a very big influence on that. Um, Immediately when I think of Jim, I immediately just think John Gallagher from the newsroom, just this young kid who's so awkward, so like unsure of himself. He thinks he had it all together. The minute he was, he was with Jen, he's like, okay, I've got it all figured out. And the minute that gets tossed away, um, it kind of just throws him for a loop and he doesn't know how to, how to deal. And, uh, um, and which is a very interesting thing to play and to have written because you spend this whole season of will they, won't they, and they finally get there. And then uh, circumstances 
out of both of their control forces them to to depart one another and so it's the fallout from there but then it's also the gradual what's going to happen and, and what have you so um as much as i would have loved to have um you know and i i i, I don't know i don't want to speak familiar i know it was just scheduling problems with everything and that's absolutely fine but it, it but it and as much as i would have loved jen to be there i'm actually glad she's there in spirit so that we can see what happens to jim when that bit of security gets thrown and taken out completely so it's um it actually makes it for much more dramatics um and then it makes it more interesting when we do have jen not saying jen is uh it comes, you know, what happens to them? Because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a, an interesting roller coaster that the two of them go on. Um, and not saying there's a happy ending, but who knows? <laughs> you know, so. I think also, too, in season one, Dan kept his personal, well, his wife was there, but the, all the, per, like, we don't, we didn't know that he was under the influence of anything. Until season two, like season one, he, he kept all the personal stuff out of the office. Yeah, and then it didn't. We don't see it coming until season, season two, and you'll you'll everyone will listen and like and we'll we'll experience it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I think Dan was keeping it very professional, and then when it all goes to hell, right? Dan has no no reason. He to him he has no recourse and he has no way. Um, and, and again, it's another one of those characters that had they just continued, because I think at one point in season one, we had you going to therapy, we had Dan's character going to therapy. Had he stuck with that, I think he probably would have been absolutely fine, but, but it's never really given a reason why he stopped going, um, plot hole. (laughs) No, no, he probably went and dropped it and just didn't think he needed it but he went he went to another therapy to get through it and it's not the right way to go yeah which is what uh, sometimes what happens kind of what happened to me but that's you know that is how that is um yeah so it's it's very it's very very interesting very very um again you wouldn't think that a show kind of in this atmosphere would be dealing with such big topics but we want to talk about these kinds of things because you know what else are we going to talk about and what else am i going to write about you know uh, a bunch of people putting on a show trying to get a show together for a first time playwright and there's a love triangle happening and you know huh. theater is a living breathing animal you know or or like a bunch of people going camping and mm. deconstructing their friendship i mean Who's going to write about that kind of stuff? That that's just silly, you know. <laughs> a picture of reality, buddy. Yeah, a picture of reality of a picture of reality. Um, you know, <laughs> or writing short plays about two parents what deciding whether or not they're actual going to be good parents, or you know, an ad- adaptation of Don Quixote. Oh wait, I'm not supposed to say that yet. <laughs> Wrong show. I know. Shush. I know. Shush. I know. Um, no, but it's 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 interesting, and I think the whole thing about the movie critics is just that it came out of my want to do audiobooks, and that it's easier to write it this way as like a radio drama and bring back some of those as opposed to like you know oh we'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, so, like I, I said, think that helps. I think that make the, that makes the show kind of pop is the medium that the the form, the platform that it's on, mm. like had this been a real long, like if you were writing like a screenplay and or, you know, a, a serialized sort of show, I think it'd be very different. The fact that it's a podcast, it, 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 it already lends itself to that radio vibe that you're kind of going for. And, and we, we're keeping the episodes between 20 and 30 minutes. We're not yeah. over, over stimulating people and thinking, you know, and, you know, it's a, well, it is a serialized episode because each ep- episode builds on the next one. But at the same time, there are a couple of standalone ones that you could just listen to that one and see what, what happens kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and are there, 
is there pretty much one episode in season one that I wish I could take back and rewrite? Absolutely. There's more than one. Um, one in particular that I'm really upset that we we publish, but you know, it is what it is, and you know, you can't get any of those back. Um, but uh I'm just being hard on myself. It's no one's fault except for mine. I'm the writer, so I should I should know better. <laughs> I have a question now. I mean, have people have we have we have listeners for season we, one? I mean, a lot of, a lot of listeners for season one. I mean, we, we we for the most part, um, yeah. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Let me see if I can get the stats for season one, just so we we have we know what we're um, speaking about. Uh, only take it will only take me a second, sir. Okay. I have to go to the dashboard on Anchor. Um, okay, so so all time, uh, the first season has gotten 533 plays. That means five, 533 people have listened to um, season one. Uh, estimated audience based on whatever is uh, 18 people. So 18 people for the most part have been listening. It might be one, you know, higher or lower depending upon it. Um, as of right now, it has said that the top episode has actually been, was actually our season one finale. Uh, what kind of day has it been? Um, and most of our people are listening to it on Apple podcasts. About 24% of them are getting it from Spotify and then et cetera, et cetera. And I wish I could switch this up, but majority, you know, 60% of our audience is male, uh, 39% are female, and then the last 2% is kind of not specific or non-binary. So um, that's our stats for season one. Hopefully season two kind of makes it a little bit different. I'd love for it to be different, but we'll see. Oh, uh, that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's not bad. Any more questions? <laughs> Anyone? Class. Bueller. 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 I mean, it's really cool that people at least are are part. Of, I mean, this is about the same size of the audience when we when we did season one. I mean, show premiering. So I'm I'm at least happy about that. Um, uh, oh, talk to me about you know because obviously we switched directors again not for any other reason except scheduling but how has it been working with laurie versus working with um amanda <laughs> i love amanda i loved working with amanda but laurie's great i mean i see her smiling every time we uh read our read our lines and she's always a smile on her face when she gives her feedback um it, it's great she's been a great person to work with mm. Yeah, same. I my scene sometimes I I'm really just there for twenty thirty minutes, bang it out and done. So I don't get a ton of direction, um, but I I and I thought Amanda did a fantastic job last season. She was she was a pleasure, um, but I do I appreciate Lori's sort of efficiency. You know, she she recognizes what she wants to hear, what she's hearing differently. You say it, you do it, boom, done, on to the next. Like I I, I appreciate that kind of direction. Yeah, yeah, it's um, and I I've been enjoying it very very well because it gives me less to do because I'm not saying that, um, because sometimes Amanda was really focused on how things sounded, uh, and making sure it sounded really good, which was really important, especially for season one, making sure that there were no muffled sounds or anything like that. And Laurie does the same thing, but Laurie is definitely getting. It's interesting because Laurie's told me she's coming at it from a fan because she enjoyed, um, she enjoyed uh, uh, the first season, and she immediately like zoned in on what this was and what kind of show this was going to be. So she immediately she's kind of almost a fan <laughs> in a way. That our only fan surface of like I need you to do this or this and that, and it also gives me plenty of. Um, options because it's going to be me putting it all together um which is another thing i should also mention is season one had a lot of library music from anchor it was all kind of whatever they had that worked perfectly season two is a little different season two we're actually going to have actual like music like actual 
popular music. And I have to say, um, I thank God for this woman who agreed to do this. Um, well, first of all, Anne-Marie is doing some singing. There's a couple of songs in there that she has agreed to sing um, that will um, occur. But um, in addition to that, my friend, Shannon Schaefer, who I think some, I think you both know, has agreed to, to record certain songs for, for the show, um, uh, 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 for the actual show. So it's, it's very exciting to have. And that way I don't have, we don't have to worry about, um, um, copyright because it's, technically karaoke and covering and the other thing is too that we can actually have modern music within the show and it can be the kind of music i always intended to have within the show as well so it's it's that's also another exciting aspect of it because i'm editing and i'm editing i'm going to edit it proper this time i know there are some spotty moments in season one we were all finding our way in season two is a lot it's going to be a lot more of a professional sounding thing so it's going to it's going to reach what it was a, a, a aspiring to do in the first season so that's um incredibly exciting um well i know we're coming to the end i think it's uh, we've gone for a while so i think we should kind of call it a night but i'd love to hear something uh, from um, both of y'all in terms of um, your feeling on season two, anything else you'd like to let our good audience here know and why they should tune in, why they should even give us the time of day for season two. Uh, ladies first, Mindy. Um, well, this little tidbit that you just mentioned now makes me really excited to be able to hear the finished product of everything. That's the fun thing about season two is it already writing wise, the, 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 the storyline where things are going, it was already sort of an upgrade from season one. So having just a higher production value on the other end, that's just going to be even more fun to listen to. Um, so I would encourage listeners, if, if you're a fan of Sorkin, you're a fan of, of just a mosh of, of characters that are trying to muddle their way through a ridiculous situation, definitely tune in because uh, it, it's a lot of fun, a lot of surprises, and uh, I can't wait to see how it ends. <laughs> Quinny? Um, same thing. Um, I just, I, I, for those of you who have watched, I've listened to season one with Dan, uh, season two, um, please listen because my character needs help. <laughs> he, um, and you get to see the, um, the, what he cast, we goes through seeing how it's not a way to go. It's a lesson for all of you to listen. And um, absolutely, just, just listen and have fun with it. Please, um, if any of you are going through this kind of thing, get help. Someone, someone is there to listen. Always go to that person. Um, and that's it. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, as a quick uh, thing to care to bump off that, if anyone is having problems with alcohol or drugs, there are plenty of hotlines and plenty of places yes. and plenty of places to call to first detox and then to start working on uh, AA and, um, you know, regaining your life. You are not alone. There are multiple people. Um, I am a, uh, uh, a prime example of, being able to overcome that and allowing life to continue on in such a way. Um, Michael Jeter actually had a really good thing. He said uh, to anyone out there, if you, and he was saying this as he won a, a, a Tony award in New York, he said, if anyone out there has any problems with alcohol and drugs and you think you can't stop and uh, life can't uh, get better and dreams can't come true, then I stand here as a spitting image to tell you that, um, you can overcome. Um, it it's one day at a time and dreams do come true. So, uh, just as a quick thing. And also if anyone out there is having, um, suicidal thoughts, there are hotlines as well to look, um, look through there just as, a, a another post credit. Now to the fun bit. Season two was a mammoth undertaking on my part. And for me, 
trying to figure out what to do with the characters, what to do in terms of um, I'm not sure what you, uh, sorry, sorry. I just actually got questions. Are there ways to interact after each scene? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Uh, I'll be on for a little bit. So if you, uh, but uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that question. And yes, the resources that I just spoke about, I will put on my Spotify and I'll post on my Facebook. So yes. Um, uh, so, and, and movie critics, the series and the cast, we do propose, um, support those things as well um just so everyone is aware um and we also promote equality um uh, uh we are allies to to all things amazing and good and what have you and we everyone should love each other just you know throwing it out there um heck i played at uh burlington pride i've been an ally all my life and i'll continue being an ally so um but anyway um season two was a mammoth undertaking it was something crazy and i had realized i had gotten myself in excuse the language deep shit halfway through when i realized this is not going to be as easy as i thought it was going to be but it was so much fun to write these scenes i've been excited it was one of those things i only do this every so often but I, it was one of those times where i wrote scenes and i reread them not to make them better but just because i liked the scenes and i liked reading them and i enjoyed what was happening so the fact that season two increases the stakes so exponentially makes it that much more interesting season one was great I'm, I'm not taking anything from season one everyone who's listened to season one i love you and it's amazing that we were able to do that season two is another animal altogether and it's like it's i don't want to say it's like the empire strikes back but it's the empire strikes back it's darker it's more it's more it's more mature it's more grown up but it's also in that sense it also there's a lot more meat on the bone for that it's almost like the first season oh i tried that rib place and in the second season we're trying a different rib place and it's way better um and and it uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen there's a lot of stuff that's very interesting and like i said it was a joy to write it was a joy to rewrite and it was a joy to hear when we first did the first uh, read through to hear all the actors put their stamps on it and to then be like, okay, how am I going to expand on this and, and elaborate? And part of that was not only Laurie coming in and giving her notes and the actors giving notes as they always do. Cause I really want the actors to like what they're bringing to the table and what I'm asking them to do. But also my wife is a big part of throwing things, ideas out and, and saying, you could say this better this way or that way. So I really have to thank her for that as well. But Season two is amazing. Season two is exciting. And season two is almost like a brand new show in a sense. Like we did, we did the, the introduction. We you met all the characters. Now we're going to throw them in some deep shit and it's going to be very, very interesting. And everyone grows to a certain, to a very big extent. And it's a, it's a, I think it's a better season and I'm really excited about it. So um Again, September 15th, the first episode is going to drop. I will give you the title. Uh, <laughs> next time, we do it my way. That's all you're going to get. Um, but I'm really excited for season two to, to be premiere. It will be uh, September 15th. And then uh, subsequent episodes will, will continue on afterwards. Um, but for right now, I want to thank you all for sitting in and listening to this big announcement. I want to thank Mindy and uh, Quinny for coming and being part of this as cast members. And I'm really excited to see um, y'all and see what, what uh you think we're, is going to happen. So uh, this is going to be very, very exciting. Um, but thank you all. Have a wonderful night. Please take care of yourselves and see you on the flip side. Thank you. Bye, everyone.